Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your girlfriends, except we record it, post it on the internet, and uh, you guys can laugh at all of us. <laughs> Do you know what? I was thinking our byline should be cheaper than therapy. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. You know Today, what? I, we need a cell line. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we are talking with an incredible YouTuber, someone who's made a career out of posting videos online. And uh, we also have to check in with Sandra. Sandra, for your quick this week, I got to get the update on PAP test 2017. <laughs> I, first of all, I would only be happy if you got me CNN music underneath it. Thank you very much. I will. I'll do it in post. Okay, I good, promise. perfect. Dun, 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 dun. PAP test 2017. The- <laughs> I didn't get the full results of the PAP smear yet, but I, I can. I hate the word smear. I know, Just me too. by the way. There was no smearing. It was, it was more of a poke and a visual. Okay, so uh, what's the uh, the tally of results so far? <laughs> One polyp. So, like, what's a polyp? Um, I I chose not to Google what a polyp is, but if I had, this is super gross. But if I had to guess, it would probably be more like a skin tag. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I would think. And then, so when she told me, well, I can tell you you have a polyp, and you are going to have it removed, but I can also tell you that I've never been concerned about a polyp before, and no polyp has ever come back uh, a problem. So I, I get what she's trying to say is that I don't right. have cancer, right? But then I said to her, I said, well, wouldn't it kind of stand a reason that if I was having proper sex, my husband would have rubbed that polyp off long ago? <laughs> Then I got really mad at my husband because I'm thinking, you know, I probably didn't need to have a polyp, you know? Well, Could you it, actually have to agree to put out for him to be able to give you proper true. sex. That's where the whole thing got. That's where the whole thing falls <laughs> apart. But you know, it's why. You know, I was talking about my fear about actually having the pap test and why I put it off for so many years, and it all came rushing back to me. I was pretty relaxed, and I was pretty proud of the fact that I groomed very nicely. Mm-hmm. How many muscle <laughs> relaxants did you take? <laughs> I told you I don't do muscle relaxants anymore. Uh, you know, next week I'll tell you why I don't do muscle relaxants. Oh, there, I I can't wait. It was an incident. But so no. I remember the second I put my feet in the stirrups, and she's like, "Can you just put your knees apart more?" I'm thinking, "Oh my god, this is this is my my nightmare." Um, I started talking like a lot, like and fast, <laughs> and I was telling her, "I'm going shopping to the bay later on today, and I've been looking for this dress from Ralph Lauren, and I can't seem to find it anymore. But I really wanted it in a size 14, but I'm a 16 now, and I'm trying to lose weight." And I like, I rambled and I rambled, <laughs> and she was hilarious, and she just she was just yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Well, she knows I, I, you're trying to distract yourself. Did you have to sit on that awkward little triangle pillow? The tri- no. Oh my god, what's that? Uh, it's like a little wedge to to lift your butt up. I gotta sit on one of those. It's brutal. Really? <laughs> it's because I'm the least flexible person on the face of the planet. So to get my legs to go wide enough, they have to stick you on this wedge pillow. Good, because it's not humiliating at all when they when they put like a little plastic paper towel thingy on you right and then they make you spread your legs on these horrendous you know stirrups Mm -hmm. and I was thinking I was kind of mad because the last time I went to uh, a gyno they had like cartoons on the ceiling for me to read you know a little Gilbert action (laughs) 
I didn't get it this time. So I was a little disappointed. Had I had something to read, maybe I would have shut the fuck up, but it didn't work out that way. Anyway, a point of the story is I'm okay. I just have a polyp and it's coming out in about two months. I'm pretty sure I have one or two of those too, but it's nothing. How like, do you know you ha- what did they tell you you had a polyp? Well, like there's like a little bump on my cervix. Oh, is there? Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, it's nothing. That's it? Yeah. Do you want me to send my husband over? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm pretty okay. sure my boyfriend can handle it. He's not good with polyps, as it's clearly been determined. We actually have sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know my my motto, sleep is the new sex. Oh, sleep is totally is that the new what sex. It is? That's right. That's uh, right. All right. Okay, that's- Sandra, I need your advice. Okay, well, I'm the worst person to ask. Go ahead. <laughs> but you're happy to give it. <laughs> so, it. have you ever had an old flame kind of come out of the woodwork out of nowhere? No, I have not. Seriously? You've um, burned all those bridges, right? Um, um, three of them uh, actually came out as gay. Oh, my God. And one of them, I'm pretty sure, went into hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, ha- I have not had an old flame come out of nowhere. Not, not, not a serious flame, anyway. Why? What happened? Uh, I had my very first serious boyfriend. We're talking the guy I lost my V-card to. Really? He sent me a DM on LinkedIn, of all places. <laughs> Hot. And he wants to get together for coffee because he just moved from London. We went to school together at U of T in Toronto. And this has got to be like 15, 20 years ago since we've seen each other. And uh, it's been 15 years since we've seen each other and 20 years since we started dating. It was a long relationship. And uh, he wants to get together for coffee. And I know nothing about him. I know that he had a kid somewhere along the way, but I I doubt he's still together with the girl because he has a little cheaty past. And... uh, (laughs) Yeah, and he it's really disturbing because you realize your old patterns come back. I'm looking at pictures of him, and he is um, a tall, dark-haired guy with a beard, and he has the same first name as my tall, dark-haired guy with a beard boyfriend. <laughs> oh, so girl, you have a type. Yeah, down You're- to the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The generic white boy Christian name. That's right. <laughs> but in the 15 years since you've seen him, is that 15 years since you've, you know, like, are you friends on Facebook or any other social media? Apparently he only links in. Or oh, wow. because he has a cheaty past, I doubt he's allowed to have Facebook. Oh, what do you mean he's allowed to have Facebook? I, I feel like if he's still with his wife slash girlfriend or whatever, she shut that down. Oh, yeah. Well, if she's smart. But apparently LinkedIn is the new Tinder. And (laughs) so, wait, Kate, I have a million questions. Did it end badly? For him and I? Yeah. Absolutely. Because he was a cheaty fucker. Yeah. So do you want the long version or the short version? Give me the quick. Okay, the quick. Uh, We were together four or five years in university. He, we were in music school together, and in our last year, uh, someone destroyed his hundred-year-old stand-up bass, and he almost flunked out, so I did all of his final year of work and nearly had a nervous breakdown. I was sick. I lost 70 pounds, and then he cheated on me with some French girl he met on the subway. <sighs> You're kidding me. No thank you, no nothing. Nope. And... <sighs> Hillary, you really are a people pleaser. <laughs> did you learn a lesson about yourself? I hope you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so this... Uh, 
And so it ended badly. He cheated on you. And was that the last time you saw him? Uh, I think we ran into each other here or there, like when we used to live in the same city. But I haven't seen him in years. Like uh, I would say like a good eight to ten. So now he's he's in your town. He's moved in. You're not sure if he's with anyone or not. I have no idea. And part of me is sympathetic because when I first moved to London two years ago, I knew no one. And it was incredibly lonely. So if his family's not here, I feel badly for him. Yeah, but he's not your responsibility. I know. Yeah. No, he's absolutely not your responsibility. And clearly you're far too nice to this guy, as history has shown. My next question is this. Are you going to meet him? Yes or no for coffee? The thing is, I'm feeling really good about myself. And part of me wants to meet him to say, fuck you. Look what I've become. I'm super successful. I'm looking good. And I have a hot boyfriend and I'm happy. Fuck you. Fuck you. The other part of me thinks he's still really good looking. <laughs> what do you work? Okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, I don't think, you know, I'm not worried about being faithful. I'm not worried about that at all. I'm in a great place in my relationship. I'm super happy. I just wouldn't want to stir up any jealousy. I, to be honest, I'm most worried that if I get together for coffee with him, that my boyfriend can get together with his exes. Although for that matter, I have to deal with his ex-wife all the time. So this is just par for the course for us. Um, are you worried <sighs> that this guy's going to fall in love with you? No, because if he's sane, he already is in love with me. <laughs> Because that's why I would never get together with an ex for that reason. Because I know as soon as our eyes locked again, they would immediately fall in love with me again. And I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> because you're that fabulous? Yeah. That's exactly why. That is exactly and precisely why. Um, my, my advice to anybody, any normal person would be, you can never go back. Don't fucking have coffee with an ex. Who gives a shit? You moved on. You left him in your past. That's where he belongs. Yet the um, podcaster in me wants you to go on this coffee date That's so you can report next week because like, I want to know. There's so much content. I know. I want to know what the fuck he wants from you. I want to know what he wants because I, th- I don't think a man will get together with an ex unless he wants sex or a flirtation. I really don't think there's anything else beyond that. Hmm. I just want to prove my point, my philosophical point. And I need you to be my guinea pig, if you don't mind. So do you think we could convince my very lovely boyfriend that this is a scientific experiment? Yeah, yeah he's a reasonable guy. He knows <laughs> that you're just doing it for, for the podcast. <laughs> but that would be sure. the only reason. Yes. So go on this coffee date. Ah, no, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. It's not worth it. All right. not that okay. I'm, like, it's not that I don't trust myself. Like I could go out with him, find whatever. But it's just going to create more hassle. Yeah, it and is. then if it's one of those things, like when someone from high school says they want to get together, and there was some bitch you didn't like in the first place, and you get together that one time, then you're on the hook for pretending like you care about them for the rest of time. That's true. That's why I never meet up with old roommates. Or I don't. Yeah, we don't do that because it's just like you're committing to having to make excuses for the right. next year or so. And if you really were a good friend, we'd still fucking be friends. We're not friends anymore because clearly somewhere along the way I decided I didn't want to fucking be around you. <laughs> you were a big see you next Tuesday. That's exactly right. Out of here. So, okay. Uh, the right thing to do is not have coffee with them, but I still think you should. <laughs>
All right. Let's get on to this week's Dirty. Oh, oh my God. I'm joining so, us today. Well, I'm very excited about this week's Dirty. Um, you know, you know how I love YouTube videos, right? I mean, it's it, I literally spend probably... In the last three months, I would say about 100 hours on YouTube. It's an ugly, ugly rabbit hole, and I love it, love it, love it. There are thousands of YouTubers online who are doing everything from makeup tutorials to giving relationship advice. And did you know there are even drama channels? What? Those are the best. I mean, the worst. Uh, today, we're going to talk to YouTuber Erin Elizabeth. She releases lifestyle videos twice a week to her over 50,000 subscribers. Whoa. Yes. She talks about everything from fashion to makeup and even food. She knows everything about everything. Please welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast, Erin Elizabeth. Woo-hoo. Woo. Hello. Thank you Hello. for having me. Can this I tell is you very something? exciting. I've been scouring your videos over the last couple of days. I know, right? I, first of all, your channel looks so beautiful. The coloring is beautiful. Every video looks enticing. There's a nice little picture and a nice headline to, to lure me in. Um, I, just, I just have to ask, where did you get all this style? Where does it come from? <laughs> like my aesthetic? The whole, But just you personally, you're just a person who has a lot of style. Where does that come from? Are you a, are you a, a makeup artist? Are you a fashion designer? What, what do you do? No, um, I actually went to school for graphic design. Ah, but I always really loved, the rub. Yeah, I always really loved fashion. It was something I was always into. I went to school for graphic design because I wanted a career in fashion afterwards. So like working in magazines or something like that, moving to Toronto, and that's sort of when I started my whole Instagram, and that turned into YouTube and a blog, and it all evolved from there. So you make these videos in your home, is that correct? Yep. Uh, What goes into putting these videos together? I mean, your lighting is always impeccable, so uh, what kind of equipment did you have to invest in, and uh, what's the deal? I'm actually like extremely thrifty with my stuff. The only thing I've invested in is a good camera, but um, lighting and everything like that, I just perch up right in front of a window. I feel like natural light is the best light you can have. So filming outside, I really like to film on a cloudy day because the sun is super harsh, but inside I love a sunny day because it like lets in so much natural light. So I'm lucky that my apartment has a lot of windows, so filming is super easy inside because there's always tons of natural light. Do you do it mostly by yourself or do you have like a partner who uh, takes your picture or do you have an Instagram husband boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, I do. So my husband helps me so much. He usually takes all my photos, but videos I would say is 90% me. Um, I'll film it all. I have a tripod. It's my best friend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So how long have you been doing YouTube videos now? Um, consistently, probably about a year. Um, overall, a year and a half, I would say. I think I posted my first video December 2015. I can't remember. <laughs> but it started off as hair tutorials. And then because I always posted on Instagram, like hairstyles and stuff like that. And people would be like, oh, my God, how do you do that? So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to film a video and show them. And then mm. I got on YouTube and I was like, holy crap, it's like this whole world on YouTube. Like people like have channels and they make videos about everything. So, yeah, that's when I started getting really creative into YouTube and expanding my content kind of thing. Yeah, you are you you are a lifestyle channel so that you, your content in that 
fashion is pretty much limitless. Mm -hmm. You can do makeup tutorials, hair, like you said, nails, all of it. And then I think your latest one was about a vegetarian meal plan. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all encompassing lifestyle channel. Mm -hmm. I I have about 40 questions for you just like right off the bat. (laughs) I don't really know how to start because I just find the whole world fascinating. But when you started YouTube, did you think of what your end game was? No, not really. Like, well, when I started, like my end game was, you know, work for a magazine in Toronto or something like that. And then as I got going, I was like, holy crap, like I can just do my own thing with all of this and then have like full creative control. And that's, you know, every creative's dream. So that's sort of how I rolled with it. Mm. I want to talk about the perks of being a, a do you, are you a YouTuber or a social media influencer or are there two one and the same? I think they're all kind of the same right. thing, yeah. I, I, yeah, I I'm the really influencer. Influence, yeah. I know, but you, you are influencers. You know, if, yeah. you, if you pick up your hand and say, you need to try this uh, makeup remover, mm-hmm. I bet you a thousand girls are going to go out and try this makeup remover. Yeah, that's and it's true. Crazy. How many times have I bought a mascara, Hillary, because someone told me it was amazing? <laughs> Quite often. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've had people comment being like, you know, I tried this cream because of you or whatever. And I'm like, wow, it's crazy to me that people like actually listen to what I have to say. And <laughs> it's wild. Do the people in your life get tired of always having to take your picture and the fact that you bring your camera everywhere you go? <laughs> Not really. Honestly, I have such a supportive group of people around me and my friends are so interested in it also. Like they're always asking questions because it is such a new thing, like only within the past five years years right so a lot of people don't know like really what goes on behind the scenes or what goes into something like this so I think people are curious and very supportive at the same time how long does it take you to make a video Uh, on average (laughs) because like how often do you post um I post twice a week so Thursdays and Sundays and honestly it totally depends like some videos can take me like four hours like filming editing everything and some can take me 20 plus hours so it just depends on what goes into it and how many scenes I have to film all that stuff so I find like hair tutorials are the quickest because I just sit there I do my hair and then it's usually pretty quick to cut afterwards and I just throw on some music and do a voiceover but something like when I do routine videos or like the meal prepping and I have to do it over a long period of time stuff like that takes a little bit longer are you making money from your channel I I was just I was gonna (laughs) ask the money I was gonna wait for you to ask it but I wanted to ask it too I've always been confused about how people make money (laughs) I always said is it the number of people who follow you is it the number of people who like your videos is the number of people who view your videos how is it a combination it's a combination of everything and it's different for everyone so there's no like one price for every person who's making money on the internet it's yeah a combination of how many views you get you know how much engagement there is how many subscribers you have it's it's a little bit of everything. So so is every every video you post, you stand to make money off of that particular post. Mm-hmm. So and it's a, do I have to sit through an ad? Because you know when it says there's an ad that always comes up at the yeah. beginning and sometimes in the middle. Do I have to sit through all of them for you to make money? Because I always hit skip ad. Um, I don't think you have to. It also depends. Um, well, that's Google money, right? So Google's getting all those ads up there and they give you like a very small percentage of that. And it also depends on how engaged people are in your videos and stuff like that. So I think for the five second ads, if you skip them, you'll get less. Whereas if you watch it, the full ad, you're going to get more kind of thing. 
Do you have a full-time job or is this your full-time job? No, I kind of dabble actually. So I went to school for graphic design. Um, Once I graduated, I got a full-time job, did the whole nine to five, wasn't for me. So then I switched to a private company, to another nine to five, and I got into marketing um, from design. So um, now I do a little bit of marketing on the side as well as YouTube I don't want to lose my design and my marketing background, and it all kind of goes hand in hand together. So I do all of it. I probably should have asked this two <laughs> questions ago. We were talking about money, and I know it's an uncomfortable topic, but are you making, are you living off of YouTube right now? Are you able to do that? So it's with my marketing and my YouTube. I work two days um, in a shared space in Ottawa, and then I do the rest of my time just doing YouTube. Really? Yeah. Hillary, we're in the wrong line of work. Maybe we should start a a quick and dirty YouTube. I'm starting to wonder. I've got a whole list of ideas on how to get stains out because I am the clumsiest person on earth. You could start a stain channel. Absolutely. That's a great idea. It's crazy, though, because I work more now than I ever did at a nine to five. And I'm up till, you know, 11, 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. I guess (laughs) sometimes working and time just like passes. I would uh, agree with that. We have a large social media component to our job Mm -hmm. and it's just a time sucker because you're always checking comments and looking for new ideas and trying to figure out what you're going to do that's going to separate you from someone else and it's Mm -hmm. exhausting. And there's no vacation time either. Like people don't understand that. Like they think it's all you know fun and games but it's actually a ton of work and Like last year I went on a beach vacation and the whole time I was just like, oh my God, where am I going to get my pictures? Like I have to film, I have to do this. Like, so there's really no time off. Right. So if you're not on YouTube, like you say, you're doing your Instagram, your Twitter. Mm -hmm. Are you on Snapchat too? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Right. And then of course your Facebook, you got to be doing your Facebook and all of that stuff. Uh, And, and yeah, like you say, you're always, and I, uh, for my, my makeup tutorial people that I follow, there's one in particular named Tati, who you probably know. Yeah, yeah. And she posts five days a week. That's insane. (laughs) It is an unbelievable amount of work. And I realize Mm -hmm. that she has three, four million followers, subscribers, I think they're called. Mm -hmm. And, and I know, I realize she probably makes a pretty decent living with that number of oh, yeah. following but, but i mean it's it's just it's just an amazing amount of work to me not just to make the videos but to make the content for those videos because your videos are the top five fashion mistakes people are making here's my meal plan are you running out of shit to talk about no i feel like i never am because as i've grown my subscribers have given me so many ideas so at the beginning it was always me coming up with everything and now it's like people will toss out ideas i'm like that's a great idea like add it to the list so it's a lot of like what they want plus what i want so it's a good mix what happens with, like We talk about YouTube being a relatively new platform. I think it's only been around for 10, 11 years now. Yeah. And I think only in the last five years have we seen those YouTubers like Wolfie and mm-hmm. Tati and Jeffree Star and Nikki Tutorials who have yeah. like five plus million followers and their social media clout is off the charts. One day... And I, I, here's what I'm saying is, I don't think YouTube is going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. I think things are going to shift and they're going to change. And whereas you might be Insta famous today, once somebody finds a new platform, how do you evolve and change? What, what, like, what, how do you keep up to date with all those trends? Mm-hmm. I think that's why it is because social media is always changing. I think that's why it's so important not to put all of your eggs into one basket. So that's why I'm trying really hard to spread myself across different channels, have my website at the same time. Because that's something at least you own at the end of the day. 
whereas social media is always changing. So yeah, it's just learning and adapting as you go kind of thing, right? YouTube changes all the time too. They change their algorithm. And I heard a bunch of big YouTubers were annoyed because they changed it and you know, they were getting hit. It's just, it's always changing. I don't understand what you just said. <laughs> okay, what does it mean if YouTube changes their algorithm? So the algorithm is basically how they show you videos. So you know on the sidebar when you have like recommended for you. So yeah. they'll choose oh. different ones or say you have like one video that's going viral. All of a sudden you'll start gaining like a ton of subscribers or it'll be like a huge slump you're in where you're not having anything take off for so long because Google's not showing it. So, right. Yeah. So it's what's attached, how you're attaching to other people's stuff. Because normally, if yeah. you, if someone's watching one of your videos, more of yours are below. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or if people are watching similar things, and then it's popping up. So, it's it's all a gamble too. At the end of the day, there's no like secret formula to like success on social media. Oh shit! That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what's the secret to building a following? Yeah. I was Hillary. I was doing this for my own personal gain because I can't fucking get an. Uh, I can't buy a fucking Instagram follower to save my life. At Sandra Kiss one zero five three. By the way, <laughs> Hillary, what's yours again? Why not plug in? At Hillary on air. I know one L. Yeah, it's really. Don't I find it very difficult to get a social media following on it, despite totally. what I do? And Hillary, every time she turns on her microphone. She's got at least 50,000 people listening to her. And same with me in Ottawa. Yet it's it's so every medium has a different type of person. Yeah, I find every social media platform. So what um, again, back to that original point, how do you get I mean, two years ago, you were at zero. Mm -hmm. How do you go from zero to 50,000 in two years? Honestly, not giving up. I think is the big factor because I think a lot of people get discouraged and then they stop posting or they'll wait like three months and then post something else. So I have been like consistently posting like I was doing one. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to post one every single Sunday. I think it was honestly last October or September that I decided I was going to do that. And from then it started picking up a little momentum. I started making sure all my thumbnails matched, like everything was just, you know, unified and looking good together. And yeah, honestly, it started picking up from there. I had one video that people that started to pick up traction on YouTube. And from there, it kind of just started growing and growing. And the funny thing is I had a really crappy thumbnail for that video. And then months later, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change that thumbnail. So I changed it. And then it just started like blowing up. And then from there, it's just kind of gotten momentum and, and kept going was it the fashion mistake one that i told you i <laughs> hillary did you see the one with her her the what was i think can't remember the name of the, the actual official name of it but it was your biggest fashion annoyances or something like that was it that one no it was um it was one of my older ones it was a hair one and i used to wear extensions all the time and then i was like you know what i'm gonna do a video i have pretty like fine hair I'm like, I'm going to do a video without my extensions. And I think people really appreciated that because social media is, you know, glitzy and glammy and look at how perfect my hair and my makeup is. And that was people were actually like, wow, like I have the same hair type as you. I never knew how, excuse me, how to style it or whatever. Um, and people really liked the the realness of it, I guess. And then that sort of took off. Well, it's all stuff that we all feel completely useless about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're quick little tips, right? Things that you can share on your wall and go back and look at. And that's really the best kind of video you can post online. Yeah, for sure. And just stuff people feel like they can relate to at the same time, right? Like, I never want to be like that person who's like, 
unattainable, I guess. Like I want to, like I am real, you know, I don't spend a million dollars on clothes. I have, you know, really fine hair at the same time and I figure out how to style it. And I think people really like like that realness and the simplicity of it all. Yeah, you're the just the look of your videos are very simplistic. The fact that you have like a little um, clothes thing. What the, what, what, what the frig is that called? The clothes thing behind you and it looks like you only have seven outfits in your wardrobe <laughs> is what it looks like but I bet it doesn't really look like that does it I don't have a ton of clothes actually I used to be like one of those people who was such a shopaholic I'd go to the mall every single weekend and now I'm like you know what like I'm not about that I I really do have a very simple style and it's a lot more calming when you can see everything you own in your closet and you don't have to struggle figuring out what to wear every single day. So I feel like I've really gotten back down to the basics. I've reassessed everything that I have. Because when I got into Instagram, I felt like I really had to keep up with all these other bloggers who were, you know, so amaz- amazingly fashionable and had Gucci this and all the designer <laughs> stuff. But that's not me at the end of the day. I love fashion, but I'm not about designers and things like that. One I of the just- things I noticed is that you you make your videos at home. Mm-hmm. Is one of the biggest pains having to keep your place spotless for videos? (laughs) We have a pretty small place, too, so we don't really have a lot of stuff. So I think that helps. Um, It's just keeping the kitchen clean (laughs) because the counter, sometimes things can pile up. But but it does help me keep things really clean at the end of the day, which is nice. (laughs) Hillary, what do you think her biggest fashion of annoyance is? I don't know if you saw that video or not. I didn't know. I I did because when we she came into the building, we were walking up the stairs and I, I couldn't agree with her more. It is people who wear tops and show their bra straps. Really? I fucking hate that so much. And you also <laughs> talked about underwear lines. Yeah. Yeah. The fact, yeah, I'm always playing with mine and like pulling my underwear <laughs> down the old granny panties. So never mind about that. But yeah, people the slim, who are... tight dress and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. underwear lines showing through. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of that. But if, if you like that, you know, do you at the end well, of the day. Well, no, <laughs> just sometimes stuff happens. I will say I am a bra strap problem person because everything's changing right now. So they don't necessarily go where they're supposed to. No, but you know, people who could be wearing a strapless bra and choose not to like, for example, when you're wearing a strapless dress, but you're still wearing a bra that should oh, be straight. You know what I mean? God, no. That type of thing where it's, they, they blatantly don't care. Yeah, that's wrong. Thank you. <laughs> I, I needed you to agree with me on this one, Hillary. This was a friendship changer. Sometimes necklines are tricky, though. Yeah, sometimes they are. Or when it's a backless, you know, it's tough. Yeah. Or it's got and like a weird, uh, like haltery top, but then yeah. it's lower cut in the front, and your strapless is more like a tube, and it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, my girls problem. need to yeah. be leashed in, so yeah. it's not like I can go braless like you probably can. Well, I have really small boobs, so I think it's easy for me. But people who have who are a lot more busty, I'm sure it's difficult for like backless well, tops and stuff like is. that. It is wearing yeah. a strapless. I'm, I got double D knockers here, and I, wearing a strapless bra is like I don't know whether to, you know, wear a bra or hire two short people to hold them up all day. I don't know which way to go anymore because they're aggressively yeah. large. But yeah, I so anyway, I really do enjoy those those types of tips, and I like that we agree on things because it makes me fa- more, feel more fashionable. But <laughs> <laughs> it really does. But I. You know, I, I see the YouTubers like, uh, you know, I mentioned Jeffree Star mm-hmm. and the Nikki tutorials and whatever, and they get flown to Marrakesh yep. for beauty launches in New York City and L.A. Mm-hmm. and the K- KKW launch recently where they got to go to her house yeah. and, you know, her contour kits. What are the perks right now at at where you are in YouTube? What are the perks? Um, 
Yeah, stuff like that is super cool. And I hope one day that, you know, I'll be hanging out with Kim Kardashian too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, for me, the biggest perk of being on YouTube is the people like my subscribers and when they leave those comments that are just like you helped me with whatever or you really made me feel confident like that is the biggest perk in my opinion have you gotten any freebies oh yeah for sure like um it's basically like magazines you know how they send like pr and you know products and stuff like that because they want it featured in a magazine well it's the same for like digital media now and they'll set I get packages all the time just with things that they want me to post about or whatever but the thing is like I won't post unless I actually really like a product or I use it because I do want to build that trust with my following yeah do you do you feel I mean we struggle with this too in radio and I know Hillary could probably speak to that too I mean sometimes you have a client that you want to please mm-hmm. but maybe you des- don't necessarily want to make it appear like it's an endorsement too yeah. because endorsing a product is also another a uh, whole other thing entirely do you feel a lot of pressure though when you have a client that sends you things to say something nice about them or do you just not say anything um the thing today is because well the whole digital thing is blowing up now and now there are actually laws saying you have to like disclose when you're being paid to say something or not to say something when you're being paid to support a product or whatever but the thing is I think there are a lot of shadier people out there who will just you know take anything for the money and that's not cool either so at the end of the day it's working with brands that you want to stand behind and that that way your following won't get annoyed at you because they know it's true to you at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's the thing about YouTube that I when I watch them, I always feel like there's a lot of shady business going on. Mm-hmm. And I got I got taken recently. I watched a makeup tutorial on a makeup remover and and she 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 put it into her face and it appeared to melt off. And I went, yeah, that's the makeup remover I want. And I did go out and buy it. And it was a piece of shit. Yeah. And and my eyes burned from <laughs> it. Hurt. It'll and take the, the next... makeup off, but it's turpentine. Exactly. <laughs> it's turpentine. And, and then I thought to myself, and she even said, you know, uh, that, you know, uh, this, this ad is sponsored by Pons. Mm-hmm. And, oh, crap, I just said the... <laughs> I just said the name of the product. I'm sorry, Pons, but I didn't like it. And it burned my eyes and all those things happened. And and I thought, well, they paid her to say that. And there's no way she would have thought it was as good as she made it sound. Because I did. I just or maybe she did. I don't know. But then I walked away going, that's a slippery slope that you go down when you're a social media influencer, because you are you're being paid to endorse products. You I don't think all of them are really in love the things that they're selling, but they're making money at it. Yeah. And you know what? There are like many people who I trust 100% on YouTube. And I'm like, you know what, whatever you say, I believe you 100%. And then there's people who you're like, I don't really know, you know. So I don't know, I feel like I work so hard to like build a supportive following that I don't want to ruin that. I saw on your uh, channel that you made videos about your wedding. Yeah. And I have to say, girl, you're crazy. Like your wedding isn't (laughs) stressful enough. You posted about it online. Yeah. Getting ready for your wedding, your big day. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
How stressful was it trying to get pictures and video the day of? Honestly, not really. I was the most low-key bride you could ever imagine. Like, no bridezilla moments whatsoever. I was just like, uh, you know This what? is coming from you. I would like to hear proof from other people in your wedding party. <laughs> hey, ask them. Because everybody's them. like, I wasn't a bridezilla. Sure. <laughs> no, we were just chilling. Yeah, it was, it was a good day. And I'm happy that I did film a little bit myself during the day because then I'll have those memories forever as well. But we actually had one of my brother's friends does video, and I just hired him to come around. I was like, honestly, you know how to work a camera. Just follow us around all day and film whatever you can. Like, I don't care. And then give me the SD card because I want to edit it and I want to do like the final touching afterwards. Because then if, if you hire a real like a professional videographer, they're going to edit it themselves. and right. Maybe it won't be my style. So it was perfect that that worked out that way. Is there a line of something you won't talk about on YouTube? I mean, you put your wedding on YouTube. That's a like there, there isn't a more private or personal moment in your life than your wedding day. And I saw that video, by the way. I thought it was beautiful. I oh, really thanks. did. Your dress is lovely. But is there something that you absolutely wouldn't put on YouTube ever um, besides your wedding night? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I think I'm kind of testing the waters as I go. I think... I'm not really one person to share, like I know my wedding is pretty personal, but I'm not one to share a crazy amount of my personal life on social media. Like I don't really Instagram live or do stuff like that. And I like YouTube because I can really edit it down to what I want to show at the end of the day. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm starting to get into vlogging a little bit more and people have asked like me to do some vlogs and include them in my channel. So we'll just see. I think at the end of the day, there are some things I'll definitely keep private, like most of my relationship. Um, he started to make a couple appearances, though. But yeah, we'll I was going to ask, how much is he willing to be a part of it? Uh, I think he is willing. Uh, he was nervous. I did like a Q&A video or like a how well do we know each other video. And after it, he was like, whoa, I'm sweating. Like <laughs> <laughs> That was nerve wracking. What does he do for a living? Uh, he works for the provincial government in Ottawa. So is there a level of like, this isn't serious enough, you know? Um, like, does he get pressure from his friends and his business associates? That would be like what kind of what I would worry about if no, I included my partner in what I do. I don't think so. I think, like I said, everyone around us is really supportive. And at the beginning, everyone was like, what are you doing? And now people are like, so cool what you're doing. <laughs> like it kind of flips, right? Is there a number that you want to hit? You know, I, again, I keep referring to all those, the YouTubers of 5 million, 6 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. Is is YouTube about the number that you hit, the subscriber number that you number that you hit, or how would you measure success on YouTube? Is there a number that you're shooting for? Um, I think a hundred thousand would be really cool, and that's when YouTube sends you like a a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really cool, but otherwise, you know, I'm not really invested in the numbers. It's more about just helping the people who are watching and feeling like. I have that community around me and like I always try to answer every single comment on every single one of my videos and just really engage with these people at the same time. So I don't know. I'm not really numbers driven. I know a lot of people are and I feel like if you get into that mode, it's like a slippery slope of like losing your mind because you have no control over it at the end of the day, right? Yeah, and it could be fleeting too because mm -hmm. you don't know how long YouTube is going to be as popular a platform that it is. What's the next big thing? What exactly. about? You know, I don't I know think it's going anywhere though, Sandra. Like with two kids at home uh, under 10, 
They yeah. watch YouTube constantly. <laughs> and like they watch are getting on videos board now. of yeah. other kids playing with toys they want. Mm-hmm. Or that they already have. They don't even play with the toy. <laughs> yeah. They just watch other people playing with it. Yeah. How long, though, do you think that can last? You know what I mean? What What's next? Well, it's just, I think it's what kids watch now because parents don't let them watch TV. So they watch YouTube because they can get away with it. Yeah, so it's then, nice, too, because there is something for everyone on YouTube. There's so many different channels. Like, my husband watches it. He loves to video game. He watches all these gaming channels and stuff like that. Of <laughs> other people playing the video games. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. My 14-year-old son records himself playing video games, and he has a little YouTube channel that has seven subscribers. And I'm like, how does anybody fucking find it interesting watching you playing Mario Brothers or whatever? <laughs> how is it interesting <laughs> remotely watching you play a video game? But it's hilarious what people will watch right now. Yeah, anything. absolutely. Um, is there something about YouTube that surprised you that was, you know, now that you're in it, you're 50,000 mm-hmm. deep, as they say. What surprised you the most about this uh, this lifestyle? Um, I don't know if I had any surprises. I guess just when I started, I thought, I guess you could only be like a beauty guru type person on YouTube and then getting more into it. Like the variety of people and content that's out there is just astonishing. Like it's crazy. How, I was going to say how easy is it to become successful on YouTube or I was, it should be so how hard it is. Is there like a, I know you said there isn't really a formula for Mm -hmm. success per se, but you're doing something right. (laughs) I mean, you're giving them, your page is beautiful to look at. Your content is good. You've got a great personality. I mean, there's some people out there who have, God love them. They have 1000 subscribers and they're posting five videos a week and they're getting nowhere. Obviously they're doing something wrong. So there, there is a formula to doing it right. I think it's just, there's no formula. There are best practices kind of thing. Ah, yes. So just posting consistently, make sure the people who are following along know exactly which days to come to your channel and they know they're going to get a new video or whatever. And for me, like I'm a brand freak, the graphic design in me. So that's why all my thumbnails are like exactly the same, the same color scheme. It has to look pretty for me to look at exactly exactly I'm all about like branding and building you know a personal brand so that's something I'm really into and just yeah posting consistently making sure you know it's quality that you're really happy with what you're putting out there and make sure you're filling in the tags in your YouTube description and that's all you really can do and the rest is up to YouTube and Google whether right (laughs) Hillary you know I've been I've been doing this job. I've been in media now on the air for almost 25 years. And the one thing that you get used to along the way, and I'm I'm not speaking for you, Hillary, but I I'm sure you can speak to this too, are the haters. Because mm-hmm. God knows there's a bunch of fucking assholes out there <laughs> who love to to want to rip you to shreds. Trolls. They're trolls. They're yeah. miserable motherfuckers. And now that we have social media, you, there's a million places for them to find you and tear you down. Yeah. Tell me about the haters. Because <laughs> I I could I I don't. Tell me about the haters. So, yeah, Instagram, I feel like there's not really haters. When I started getting into YouTube a lot more, I was like, holy crap, people, like, really? Like, what's the worst thing someone said to you? I don't know if I've had, like, actual, like, mean things, but I've had, like, just ignorant, like, funny things that I'm just, like, laughing at. Like, someone commented last week or the week before, like, you have vampire teeth. (laughs) What a waste of time. I was like, okay, thanks. (laughs) You fucker. (laughs) And then what was another? Another one I had, oh, I did a video where I was showing how I did my makeup 
And, you know, I powdered my face and then I put on my powder contour and my powder highlight. And this girl like freaked out in the comments. She's like, how dare you put like um, cream powder and contour like over top of your, you know, your powdered <laughs> face. Like, that's not how you do makeup. Why are you doing a makeup tutorial? I'm like, girl, chill. Like, I agree with you. I would never put like cream product over powder. I'm God. putting powder product over powder. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remove those like <laughs> there's no point of having them on my page and I don't want people who subscribe to me to you know like chime in and yeah say something and have all this negativity so, so you just, remove haters yeah I, just I never know what hate. to do we get them on our page and I just kind of let them go yeah what's the worst thing that anyone has ever said to you Hillary oh my gosh uh, I, I couldn't even think of it right now. People have called me a bitch. They're not wrong. Um, <laughs> people have said the obvious that I am fat and ugly and they're terrible. Are you fucking kidding me? They went that far? Oh, they yeah. They said those terrible things? People are mean. People are. Oh, I'm yeah. absolutely sure. The, yeah. The worst thing for me is that when I get mouthy, um, usually there's a man who is quick to find me on social media, usually on the Facebook page of my radio station, to say that I should go back to the kitchen where I mm. belong. Oh, and but that I just should, makes them look bad. Yeah, and I should let my male co-host do the talking. Oh. So, I mean, to me, I mean, you call me, you want to go after me physically? Come at me, motherfucker. Let's see your face. You know, I don't, that doesn't bother me so much. It's, it's that, that, what's the word I'm looking for now? It's not just demeaning female yeah. stuff. That's the stuff that makes me absolutely crazy. But I was I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago with these two female comedians. I love it so much. It's called Guys We Fucked. I know. <laughs> and uh, Hillary knows I love this podcast. And they were saying that they get so many haters because they're feminists mm -hmm. and they talk about things that a lot of men are uncomfortable hearing. So what instead of blocking and removing their haters on Twitter is that they, they mute them. Oh, okay. So that... These people don't realize that they can't see the comments. So I wouldn't be able to see the comments. So they never, ever give their haters the satisfaction of blocking them. Yeah. Because there's satisfaction in knowing that you piss somebody enough and you block them. Oh, oh for sure. absolutely. And I feel like even just responding, they get that satisfaction. Absolutely. That's why I just remove it because it's like, you know what? You're not worth my time. You're not worth anybody else's time. So I don't give them that satisfaction. Yeah. What of I hate the most is when somebody misunderstands what you say or oh, yeah. maybe something yeah. comes out a little bit wrong and then they twist it into you being some insensitive, horrible person. And you're like, I didn't mean it like that. And if you just stuck around to get to hear me explain what I actually meant... Yeah, there's none of that today. I feel like people just get angry really fast and it escalates. <laughs> well, social media has given people uh, a voice that probably yeah. shouldn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's I'm the, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely one of them, too. Uh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Erin Elizabeth. If thank people want to check me. out your YouTube channel, your social media, where can they find you? So YouTube, I'm just Erin Elizabeth. And uh, on Instagram, I'm Erin Elizabeth with two H's at the end. Thanks for coming in. I'm, you know I'm going to completely stalk you now on all of the social media because <laughs> I, just think, yeah. I just think you're fantastic. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.